of America, Washington, D.C., signing on. Another episode of Radio Contra, the podcast of AmericanPartisan.org, Brushbeater Training and Consulting, and hosted by me, the best-selling author of The Gorilla's Guide to the Baofeng Radio, NC Scout. And today, I have an incredible guest on. Uh, it, it, it is such an honor to have on and and to dive into the topic of sound money of precious metals of getting prepared financially for what may be an uncertain future with so much volatility in the world markets and with currencies out there and goldbacks goldbacks are are just really really i think one of the, the coolest products and one of the coolest things in the precious metals market and it signifies a return to sound money i am joined by jeremy corden the founder and president of goldback sir thank you for coming on with us yeah man thanks for thanks for having me glad to be here so goldbacks goldbacks in the precious metals market there's a lot of people who know what they are. Um, you, you guys have built this incredible company. I think that your idea, your methodology behind it, your philosophy is is really, really awesome. And it's something that is uh, quickly gaining traction, especially with the, the, the preparedness crowd out there who are very uh, observant. And recognizes that the the uh, currencies of the world that are fiat based are not necessarily where you want to be uh, placing your wealth in uncertain times. So, if you will, for for the uninitiated, talk us through what goldbacks are, the history of your company, what prompted you to create this incredible product, and you know. Where you guys are with all of this? Okay, um, I'll have to see if I can remember that whole thing. But you know, for starters, you know, gold back is a thousandth of an ounce of gold, and it's in the shape of a bill. And a lot of people think that it's like a foil or something like that, but really, it's vacuum deposition. So it's a very 
it's a very high tech product. Um, you know, if I were to walk you through that, do you have a, you have a phone, right? Yes. Okay. So uh, that phone contains gold in it, but that gold wasn't stamped by any kind of machine. It was placed inside your phone at tiny, tiny levels through a process called vacuum deposition, where the gold was added in the, in the lines that it needed to be added atom by atom, right? And it's the same process or, or at least the same technology that makes a gold back. So we can know exactly how much gold is in it and it's encased in the product like a, like a gold sandwich between two layers of polymer. It's kind of what you're looking at for a gold back. And what's beautiful about that is we can put in a little bit of gold or a lot of gold. So we have lots of different denominations of gold backs. We have ones, fives, tens, 25s, 50s, where the higher denominations have a proportionally higher amount of gold. So if you have a 50 gold back, it's got 50 times as much gold as the one. And importantly, they're interchangeable. So you can turn in a 50 and get 50 ones or vice versa. So that's that's more or less what a gold back is. It's a it's an extremely usable, spendable form of gold. It's designed for, you know, kind of your small transactions uh, in a way that gold hasn't really been, you know, used before. Right, right. And and that's what a lot of people, especially in libertarian circles, where we we are uh, very in tune with financial markets and and financial instability, and they I think that there are really two types of people that get into precious metals markets, and uh, for a, a wide variety of reasons. And you know, of course, one of the the, the common uh, points of view in in libertarian circles is returning to sound money and, and sound. Uh, a, transactional money based on precious metals and one of the the frequent things that you know people will either uh stack bullion as a hedge against inflation um you know and, and they kind of pay attention to the the day-to-day -day spot prices that are out there uh, but one of the the critics or, or criticisms rather of gold is that there isn't really any way to, or, or hasn't been, just as you pointed out, any way to uh, utilize it in, in a, a, a transactional way unless you are buying large products with it because you know the spot price fluctuating between uh, $1,800 and $1,900 an ounce uh, on average day to day. And, and what you guys have been able to do is to create a means to do that with gold. And, and, you know, a, a transactional amount for day-to-day -day transactions. No, and that's, that's absolutely right. Um, you know, and before gold or before gold backs, I feel like that was a challenge in the prepper community, right? Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm a bit of a prepper myself, you know, and I was a lot younger um, I remember trying to, you know, figure out that part of my prepping supply, right? It's like, do I buy alcohol? Do I get cigarettes? Do I get, you know, like, what am I getting to, you know, barter with, with other people? And I think I ended up using junk silver and, you know, I kind of want to try it out. So I'd go to the farmer's market where, you know, oftentimes you can talk to, you know, the, the small business owner 
and I'd bring this little bag of junk silver. And, you know, because I mean, junk silver, I mean, that's small silver. So if you can do fractional silver, that's probably your smallest denomination precious metals product out there before gold backs, right? So I'd go and I'd try to, you know, barter with like the, you know, the quarters and the dimes and try it out. And what I found, and this is extremely valuable information, is that most people would not take a quarter or a dime of junk silver. You know, I felt like an idiot standing there saying, oh, yeah, you know, this quarter looks just like the quarter you're used to, but it's made out of a different metal. Isn't that amazing? And they'd say, yeah, but I'm going to put it in my pocket and it's going to get mixed up with all the other ones, you know, even if I believe you, you know. So my best luck that I had was actually with the mercury dime. So mercury dime, because it has a different design on it, people like that it has a different design on it, right? Oh, well, that's cool, you know, I'll, but I, I was never able to buy a whole lot with like a big bag of mercury dimes. You know, people would, you know, take a few on, you know, kind of these one-off transactions, but, you know, gold back's a little bit different. Uh, I'll ask you, you know, why, why do you think gold is money? Like, why, why do people use gold as money to begin with? Gold has uh, an intrinsic value historically, and it's biblical money. You know, it's gold and silver are explicitly spelled out in the Bible in a religious context. And so it historically, every corner of the world has always recognized gold as money. And, you know, financial markets all, all around the world recognize gold as money, silver as well. But but gold always has that unique value to it. And always okay. will. It's it's always gonna have that value to it. I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge you a little bit here because I'm gonna I'm gonna beat you up. Um, but why though? I mean, like if you if you have gold, sure it has historical value. But if you go to 600 BC when they started minting these gold coins, or even before that when they started trading with gold, there's a lot of other things that one have inherent value, two that are scarce, and three that are fungible. Why gold over anything else? Well, uh, that's a great question. Um, it, and that's not one that I know. Uh, I, I simply adhere to it because it, uh, it is the gold standard. Um, and, and, you know, I use it because it, it's gold. It, it, it's a recognized quantity, just as, as silver is. You know, it, it's fun to think about. And I had to think about this a lot myself. And I, I'm sorry to put you on the spot that way. Um, and I hope you get me back, you know, but. No, absolutely. It, it, it's, it's a valuable <laughs> question. That's, it's a valuable question. <laughs> but well, but why gold, right? You know, and I, I think right, what it is, right. the, the hint of why that is, is, you know, half of all gold out there, it's made into jewelry. Uh, I think it really just comes down to people like it. It's pretty. It's pretty, it's shiny, you know, that pack rat part of our brain sees it, you know, and it's like golem in the ring, man. It's like, you know, we all got that little golem inside of us when we see gold, you know, oh, you know, it's it's the precious, you know, it's, it's pretty, I want it. And 
that's what you want money to be made out of because money has to be accepted by everybody. Right. I mean, like you want people to want your money. So the gold back, and this is particularly true for the one denomination. If the one denomination, the one one thousandth of an ounce gold back was any thinner, you'd start to see through the gold. It becomes slightly transparent. It's really is like spread out as we can make the gold without that happening at all. And I would argue that the one gold back might be the only gold product in the entire world where you can truly see all of the gold in all of its glory. And you can see both sides, right? You know, front and back. So because of that, the gold back has an emotional effect on people. If you go to a restaurant and you pull out a gold back and you decide to tip with one, or you go to a garage sale and you decide to buy the, the used whatever, whatever with a gold back, someone that has never seen a gold back ever before, or even a gold coin for that matter, or, or you know, maybe, maybe their ex experience with gold is just jewelry, which is most people, something happens emotionally in people's brains where they want the gold back because it's gold. They're seeing gold. I mean, forget the gold back for a minute. The gold back is just gold, right? We're, we're just putting it in a form that's more tradable. That's really the whole special thing about gold back is we're just, we're just using technology to make it more tradable. So people see the gold, they want the gold. That's a great money. You know, I, I've been able to spend tens of thousands of gold backs in hundreds of transactions more so than I ever thought that I could. And I think that's really the secret sauce to it is it's shiny, it's pretty, and the average person wants it. And for, a, you know, it's not that big of a risk to take. Hey, for four bucks, you know, yeah. Yeah, 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 give me that, give me the gold back. They'll show everybody. And while you have them captivated, you can teach them about sound money because that's how you spread sound money, right? You gotta, you gotta educate people and that's the perfect opportunity. Exactly. You know, I had, I, I have had uh, over the years, you know, since gold backs ha have been a thing, I've had uh, people pay for classes in gold backs, which I think was in, an incredibly cool thing. Um, you know, and they always approach it because I'm here in North Carolina and that's prompting my next question about the states, the individual states of the gold backs. Uh, but you know, they, they, they said, well, we, we take gold backs. Are you familiar with them? And it, it's always kind of a, this is that moment where they're wanting to open the door to tell me about sound money policy. You know, and they always get so happy when I say, oh, absolutely, absolutely, I will. And, you know, I, I offer products and, uh, you know, the, the um, uh, author's copies of, of the book that, that I've written that I have for sale. I, I gave people the opportunity to pay for that. Uh, in a barter transaction for gold, you know, because I believe in in that sound money and we have to have that praxis in the real world of us returning to it and looking at alternatives for the fiat dollar, because something you mentioned is really significant. Um, you know, you guys have a, a calculator for gold back. So what one gold back is worth compared to the U S dollar or against the U S dollar as a uh, transactional value. 
And, you know, that, that's no different than the exchange rate for any other currency in the world. So I think that 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 is it's such a unique thing. Now, what people who are new to it see, you know, they, they have the individual states, you know, it, it started with Utah, uh, Nevada, New Hampshire, and of course, Wyoming, which is the newest one. And I think are, in my opinion, uh, I just got a bunch of the Wyoming goldbacks in today. I think that they are the best looking. They're all gorgeous. Uh, all of them. Every, every one of the build designs are gorgeous. But I think the Wyoming one really, each one of those really sets the bar high. Um, you know, your artist that, that y'all have uh, on staff, that he, you know, who, whoever that is, really set the bar high on those. How did the individual states come about? And how does that play into the transactional value uh, of the goldbacks themselves? Okay. Um, I want to address what you said about the artwork on the on the Wyoming really quick here, because you're right. I I would agree with you that the Wyoming series is probably our prettiest series, you know, second to it. Well, with Utah being a second, second place, maybe. Um, we're actually launching significantly upgraded artwork for Nevada and New Hampshire in 2023. Ooh, all right. some of it is, it is substantially better. Like, you know, it's, it's at least on par with the Wyoming for Nevada and New Hampshire. And at least one or two of the denominations was absolutely completely reworked where it's the same concepts, right? But it's very, very much improved. And we're hoping to get those out to market uh, for Nevada and and uh, New Hampshire, like in the first few months of the year. So you you know people should see that. What it does for all of the existing Nevada and New Hampshire goldbacks is, I think, at some point, just because they've only have existed between you know 2020 and 2022, I think that artwork will actually become rare. I think it'll become a collectible to have an old school New Hampshire or Nevada after this update comes out. So, yeah, my wife and I are buying them up. We're like, oh, my gosh, these are going to be the rare ones. Because if you only have like a main design that goes for a couple of years, you know, that becomes that becomes valuable. I probably shouldn't even tell you, <laughs> you know, but I don't I don't know how big your reach is. So maybe it's not a big deal. Um, but no, I think I think the I think the Nevada and New Hampshire's are going to end up being really rare especially since production's going up. And I think there's going to be like five to 10 2023s for every 2022 that was made for Nevada and New Hampshire. Like production's really going up. So it's, you know, we're, we're trying to raise the bar for how good the artwork has to be to be on the gold back. And people will certainly see that coming in the 2023. So I, I do appreciate that comment. In terms of getting a yeah. gold back in your state, I, I get this question a lot, you know, and people will come to me and they'll say, oh, man, I love everything you're doing. It's amazing. This is the best thing ever. And they take a deep sigh and they say, you know, I just really wish we had one in North Carolina, though. Because then I could use it. And I'm sitting there just dumbfounded, like, hey, you realize it's valuable because it's gold, right? Not because of, like, the name of the state on it, right? <laughs> right right <laughs> well, like that's not why that's not why people are 
you know, I mean, people trade goldbacks all over the world, you know, and we do intend to eventually get to most states. We do have laws that we can follow in every state to do it. And we do have a program where people can sponsor a state, you know, and in a couple of years, you know, we'll get to your state if it's, you know, got sponsored and, you know, they can help us set up a business network there and, and other things. But, you know, as a, as a barter item, goldbacks can be used anywhere that gold isn't strictly prohibited from being used as a barter item, which I don't think is anywhere, by the way. Like, I don't really know because I'm not an expert in international law and local law and a city has a law and your county has a law and your state has a law and your country has a law. But I don't believe that gold is prohibited from being used anywhere. Maybe it is. But where it's not strictly prohibited, it's allowed. So gold, like I said, goldbacks are used all over the world. Now, people barter with them all the time. So I wouldn't let it discourage you, but it is cool when it comes to your state. I, I won't, I won't deny that. It's cool when you got your state's name on there and your state history and, and everything else. And we'll, uh, we'll get to you eventually. If you're very wealthy, you can sponsor a state, you know, uh, for North Carolina, you're probably looking upwards of a million dollars, um, <laughs> to get that sponsored. Well, you, you got to keep the money. You don't have to pay it to us and it's gone. I mean, you're, you're basically right. buying a giant pile of gold backs you're lending us those gold backs and we're stamping it with your state's name and we're selling it and reusing it over and over again and paying a, a, a fee for the rights. You know, we're, we're paying a lease fee on that. So it's, it's kind of like having like a gold bond or something. Um, yeah. But no, it's not. The average person can't sponsor a state. It's that's a, that's a money bags thing to do. Right. Right. And, and, uh, one of the things that I think is very interesting, you know, y'all started in Utah and, and you're run out of Utah and, and uh, that it has a huge following in Utah and it has a fairly large following in New Hampshire as well, uh, which, you know, New Hampshire has a uh, very large libertarian population there. And, and uh, I think that they're, they're one of the shining beacons of, of uh, liberty especially in the Northeast, you know, when, when people think of the Northeast, they don't necessarily think of, uh, free States, uh, for a variety of reasons up there, but New Hampshire really is. And, and I've had a, a state representative, uh, Mike Belcher on from New Hampshire, uh, who who's in his freshman term in the New Hampshire, uh, state house of representatives. And, you know, I think that it's very significant that New Hampshire was it's my understanding that that was the second state after Utah to adopt these. Yeah, uh, no, no. New Hampshire was third. OK, all right. I have to um, think about it for a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because Nevada, Nevada was pretty close in, in that timeline as well, uh, if if my notes here are, are correct. Yeah, they're, they're both 2020. So yeah. Nevada was toward the beginning or in the middle of 2020. New Hampshire, I think was later that same year in 2020. In fact, I think it didn't actually get sold until the beginning of 2021, but they were produced in 2020. So we still have that year. It, it was like right around that time. And then we stopped launching new Goldback series because you know, our production was so gummed up already that we had to stop production to start production of a new state. And then we couldn't sell anything and everything started going out of stock. So we had to wait until our production capacity was higher 
before we could add more states. And, you know, there's a reason why we're kind of going for a lot of these smaller states. I mean, nowhere is less populated than Wyoming, you know, except maybe (laughs) South Dakota, but (laughs) right, right. Which is the next one. But, you know, we're the gold bank in a big way. It's really a series of local currencies, you know, where we have networks uh, of businesses in these states that have advertised that they want to accept the gold back. And, you know, we can take that as far, you know, we're going to take that as far as we can. Um, And again, people are using these because it's commodity currency. They are bartering with it outside of these states. We just don't necessarily support business networks outside of those states in terms of, you know, advertising and whatnot. So, right. Right. You know, Again, it, I think it's it's an incredible product, and it is uh, the ability to use fractional gold is genius. You know, the, the technology that that supports it in a way that it it hasn't been able to be accomplished in generations in the past. Now, you guys aren't necessarily the first to want to return to sound monetary policy. Other people have attempted it. Um, even, uh, you know, anybody that's been around in, in uh, libertarian and, and conservative circles for a while, um, and, you know, going back you know, a decade or, or longer, remembers uh, specifically the fiasco that surrounded the Liberty Dollar. And I think that it, that was very tragic how that happened. Uh, but, you know, that led to their assets being seized. And, and a lot of people early on jumped into that, uh, myself included. But this is a very different product. And I've had in, in discussions that I've had, whether it was online or in person, I've had people that have brought that up that have said, you know, goldbacks sound really awesome and, and it is a great product. But what differentiates that from the attempts that have been made in the past? What legal protections does uh, that you can speak of that uh, that your company has that this system of barter and utilizing gold for day to day transactions? What protections does it have from Big Brother, from the Fed, from you know the the, the government that may uh, as it becomes more and more repressive, and and we're sliding towards central bank digital currencies? What protections do y'all have? You know, that's a that's a really good question. I can talk to you a little bit about our strategy and kind of what differentiates us from the Liberty Dollar. And, you know, to some degree, you know, if you really boil it down, everybody to some degree is is vulnerable to, you know, some bigger fish coming and getting you, whether you're legally right or not. Right? I mean, I just put that risk out there. You know, I was talking to some guy the other day, he's buying gold and he says, well, well, what would you do? You know, he kept listing scenarios. He's like, well, what if what if the communists take over? And well, then what? And I was like, well, you know, then you're probably worried about not being in a camp or not getting exterminated or, you know, <laughs> like you've got you probably got some bigger problems. Right. Um, and to some degree, you know, I mean, we all live in the country where we're all we're all going to live the effects of however bad it's going to get. Right. Um, And really, I think what people are trying to do and they're trying to be proactive with it and is very courageous to do and and responsible is you want to be as ready as you can be. 
you know, come what may, you don't, you can't control what happens in the national stage necessarily, but you can control your own personal level and to some degree your community's level of preparedness and resilience against whatever might come. And we saw that with COVID, you know, I mean, there, if you look at like Victoria and Australia, they, they turned the entire city into a prison, you know, where they were like arresting people that were jogging. You, you know what I'm saying? I mean, right. but in Utah, I didn't have to wear a mask for all the COVID. I didn't, I didn't have to. I mean, there's like a week, you know, where we thought, oh, this could be bad. And then the death rates weren't that high. And, you know, I had a very different experience. And I think, I think, you know, with the whole, you know, everything that's happening or could happen, I think it's the experience that everybody lives through is going to be different based off their personal preparedness and their locality. But to, to talk about the Liberty dollar, because <laughs> I'm getting off track, the Liberty dollar when I was introduced to it as a thing, what I heard was, hey, there's this guy. His name was Bernard von Nothaus. He made another dollar. It was backed by gold. And after a few years, like, you know, they, they hit him over the head of the cudgel. They took everybody's gold. They, they got him because they didn't want any gold standard, anything out there. And I think in the libertarian space, people really took note of that. You know, here's a guy that's trying to solve the problem. And the boogeyman came out and hit him over the head with a cudgel and knocked him out and took him out. And, you know, now now we can't do that. You know, we got to, you know, barter with silver dimes, junk silver, you know, whatever we got. You know, we can't we can't do anything too innovative or they'll get you. Right. You, you feel that? Have you felt right. that? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So, you know, me, I mean, I'm looking at this and, you know. Realizing that I might not, you know, I might just be a martyr anyway, but not wanting to be Bernard von Nothaus 2.0, yeah, I, I really spent an enormous amount of time studying what happened to him. I read the entire FBI's 48-page case against him before starting Goldback because I wanted to know, as you know, if the boogeyman's going to come out with a cudgel, what does that cudgel look like? How are they going to get me? You know, I mean, what, what am I really signing up for here, right? I'd be retarded if I didn't do that first. Like, holy cow, right? You know, you got to do the research. And if my if my sister-in-law was here, she'd rush in the door. You can't say retarded. Sorry, I'm just. <laughs> no, no. This someone is someone somewhere is offended. I'm whatever. Um, <laughs> so we don't so, get offended. But I but I but I read the, I read the case against him and we boiled it down to 13 points or 12 points. And we, we actually put this on goldback.com. If you dig around for it, you might find it under our story on goldback.com. And we dissected what happened with the Liberty dollar. And we broke down the, the the FBI's case against the Liberty dollar. And, you know, I might even just look it up, you know, just because it's been it's been long enough. <laughs> it's been long enough where. Oh, here we go. Okay, this is this is it. This is it. Okay, here it is. All right, so here's what we got. Okay. Uh, all right, so here's the here are the sins according to the FBI for the Liberty Dollar. One, they use the term dollars in all of the currency. Two, they used a version of "In God We Trust," trust in God. They use the dollar sign. They made it easy for themselves to be branded as anti-government because they openly created a university that preached the sovereign citizen movement and other groups deemed to be anti-government. 
you know, a lot of these cases, my point with that is if you're going to go to court and the FBI's got you, you know, in an orange jumpsuit and, and the, and the, and the, and the cuffs and stuff, and you're up against a jury, the jury's just made up of average people. If they can paint you as an extremely anti-government person and that you're not part of the regular tribe of people, that immediately works against you. The fact that they were so anti-government, he 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 did a good job painting himself as um, you know, someone that was asking to be prosecuted, according to the FBI, right? I mean, that's kind of according to you know what we're able to glean from that. Uh, here's another thing. They use many federal images, such as the Statue of Liberty. That might have confused it as official currency. They didn't deny being U.S. dollar legal tender on the currency. Uh, Liberty dollars use the exact same denominations as the Federal Reserve notes, 1, 5, 10, 20, and 50, which, by the way, is why goldbacks have a 25, not a 20. <laughs> and if you think about it from a math perspective, 25 makes more sense than 20 anyway, but that's why we do. We don't have a 20 cent coin, you know, that'd be stupid, right? Uh, they had a aggressive mission statement against the Federal Reserve. Did you know Liberty Dollars were an MLM? Yes. They had a massive profit margins. They would sell a $4 melt value round of silver for $10. Yeah. So, I mean, that was, that wasn't normal. You know, I mean, really their argument here, the FBI's argument is if you paid $10 or $8 for a round that was worth $4, but had a 10 stamped on it, and the person that made the round taught you to go to Wendy's and say, hey, this is the new $10 silver, which Bernard von Nauthaus did. It's possible that the teller at that Wendy's took that as a $10 coin. They tried to go to the bank and the bank said, I'm sorry, this isn't the new $10. That's, that's not what this is, right? I mean, it's a very different business model. Um, and then once their silver appreciated past $7 an ounce, they melted all their silver down and recast the rounds as $20 instead of 10. So it's not like, you know, right. They, they argued that that was disingenuous. I guess I have 11 points here. And then the 11th point is, uh, yeah, the supposed stated intent of the Liberty dollar was to undermine the U S financial system. This, the FBI argued was an example of domestic terrorism. So, you know, you look at the dollar, Liberty dollar, and they were presenting it and encouraging people to use it as dollars. And with goldbacks, we wanted to make sure even the dumbest person wouldn't confuse a goldback with a dollar. Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's got woman on it. It's vertically integrated. It clearly doesn't look anything like a dollar. It has a one on it. But the thing's worth like four bucks. If you're yeah. passing off as a, a goldback as a dollar, you're an idiot you lost 75 percent of your value i mean like really though i mean so every single one of these points we boiled it down i said okay i don't want the fbi i don't want anybody in any governmental organization to have even a toehold on the gold back and when i really studied this a lot i mean i hate to say it i really really hate to say it but if you're selling a four dollar round for ten dollars and you're teaching everybody to spend it with people that have no idea what's going on as if it was a $10 coin. Right. It's not like their case against them was baseless. And when I realized that I felt a lot safer doing the gold back. It's like, Oh, okay. They pulled out a guy that was loudly trying to have a fight with the fed who made his own dollar coin and turned it into an MLM. 
this is extremely different than what I'm trying to do. Yeah, a hundred percent. And, you know, your company philosophy is not just as you pointed out, it's completely different from that. I mean, it's not, uh, people, I would say that people in positions of power, one, they hate competition above all else and their, their money is one way that they eliminate that competition. But also, you know, it's not that in libertarian circles, in the prepping community, we're not anti-government at all in, in most cases. I'm certainly not. We want better uh, government. We, are, we want better right? government. We want better government. It, it's, yeah. We want cop Oh, government. sure. We want, uh, we want of constitutional dollars. government. You know, we want, we want the Constitution. We want yeah, the we, government to do what they swear an oath to do, which is what exactly. every American should want, right? Exactly. Yeah, no, exactly. Sure. And, and that's that's again, you're, you're everything about the gold bag product is is owes to legitimacy and and is legitimate. And it's made a it, it is a product. It, it you know, the 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 gold back itself has the printed amount of gold that it is that it contains. And you can see that just just as you pointed out, you can see that. You know, with with a Liberty dollar, they they essentially created another fiat. Uh, I, I hate to point it out that way, but they did. And, and you know, unfortunately, I, I had some of those in the collection a long time ago. But they, they created another fiat currency that they were just claiming was backed by uh, a precious metal. Well, they, I think they had like silver rounds, too. So, they it, did. you know, they did. That, that was what I had. Right. Yeah, they had silver rounds. So I don't I don't know if I go as far as to call them a fiat, but it wasn't. It wasn't a successful experiment, right? but they did make millions of dollars worth. I think there was about $7 million worth of Liberty dollars made, and which is substantial. Goldback, we sold more. I want to say that we sold more goldbacks than that in the last three months. I mean, wow. we've really outstripped any. We're the most successful local currency project in the last 80 years. There's nothing even kind of close in terms of volume to what we're doing. That's incredible. That is incredible. And that that's a good segue into my next question regarding precious metal markets. You know, there's, there's been, uh, there, there always is a lot of great consternation and, you know, some of the doomsayers that are out there that say, you know, precious metals are, are going to shoot to the moon and, um, you know, then, kind of the the day-to-day fluctuations but i don't think that there's ever been in recent memory a more volatile time for the u.s dollar with the rise of BRICS, and the you know BRICS has at least in part um is is certainly a threat to the u.s dollar you know i i don't care what uh, some of the more liberal economists say it absolutely is. It's being stood up to be that. And when you look at the amount of gold that China has purchased over the past decade, if you look at the moves that Vladimir Putin has made to uh, at least pay uh, homage to at least uh, saying that uh, they will accept payments for petroleum in gold, this is kind of you know, queuing that, that the, the price of gold and, and really silver along with it is going to go up substantially. Where do you see that? 
do you share that opinion? And, and if so, where do you where do you think the markets are going to go in, in 2023 and beyond? So where do you think we're going to go with the gold back in 2023 and beyond? Well, gold in general, uh, precious metals and, and how that factors into, you know, your strategy with the gold back and, and where uh, you factor into the equation with, with the price of gold backs and, and everything else. You know what? I, I hope gold doesn't go up. I hope that the dollar maintains its value because an enormous amount of people are going to get really hurt if it doesn't. I, I'm not, I'm not cheerleading a, a financial meltdown or anything else. I feel like what I'm doing is I'm the guy on the Titanic and I've built the best life raft there's ever, there's ever been. And there's not enough of these things. I mean, Looking at the gold back, I mean, yeah, people buy gold to get out of the dollar. What people that are buying gold backs are realizing is that all those gold coins you have don't have a lot of utility. They, they don't. I'm sorry. I mean, like your plan with your gold coin is to sell it for whatever Fiat's doing, because at least you can spend Fiat and use Fiat. You're probably not going to be bartering with somebody with your one ounce gold coin that, by the way, is easily counterfeited and there's tons of fakes for. That's a $1,900 mistake. How many $1,900 transactions do you even do, right? I don't, I don't think there's any serious person arguing that gold coins are going to be used in a dollar meltdown scenario. And silver has much of the same problems in terms of, you know, the counterfeitability and authentication, you know, right. and then uh, silver people, it's like, well, which one is it? Is the silver an undervalued industrial metal that's going to go to a thousand dollars an ounce or be equal to gold or is it the silver or is it the metal i should be stacking to barter with because it can't be both <laughs> you know if it's it's either great for small transactions or it's hyper undervalued and i own silver too it's just that that part of the narrative you know in the, in the community isn't super consistent to me there aren't enough gold backs to go around not yet Right. I mean, when we when we hit COVID in 2020 and people realize that that this scenario, this kind of collapse scenario could be a lot closer than anyone was comfortable with. Every single gold back sold out. You could not buy them anywhere. They were fifty dollars a piece on eBay. Yeah. You know, people people rip on me about gold back premiums. They say, oh, man, 100 percent premium. You know, I buy gold backs if you could do it for melt. You know, if you could take an ounce of gold and split it into a thousand pieces and serialize them and make them counterfeit free for melt, then I'd buy them. But they're just junk, man. I mean, like, I, I get that all the time. You'll see it on the Internet. Oh, and yeah. I'm just thinking, you moron, if half the value is the utility, the utility value is going to go up more than the gold will. You know, right. you're going to have people trading in an entire ounce of gold for 30 gold backs because at least you can use the 30 gold backs. Right. So, you know, the people that are really, really, really smart right now, they're turning in their gold and getting gold backs. It's still gold. The gold backs are cheap compared to other gold right now. You know, they're the one denomination of gold back. Those things are, man, they're sold below the manufacturing cost. Our manufacturer loses money on those. Yeah. Since when can you get any precious metals, anything below manufacturing? You know, I mean, it's it really, it's just to get them out there. 
And, you know, we're seeing now that we haven't had a hard time selling what could be produced. I've actually been really quiet in terms of marketing gold backs. Um, because again, if you're, if you're building the best life raft ever on the Titanic, there's other life rafts on the Titanic, but you know, some of them are going to sink or they're not going to have the appropriate seating or, you know, they don't have any water bottles inside and they don't have any propulsion and, you know, it's like, you want to get people right. on your lifeboat because that's why you're making it, but you also don't want to cause a panic. Right. Right. <laughs> right. You know, it's like, and I'm trying to make as many of these things as I can before things fall apart. You know, if we got another five yeah. years of the dollar being stable-ish, that would be great. I would love to get to a point where I could, I could have billions of dollars worth of gold backs going out. That's what we're working towards. I need to get more lifeboats. The economy is really big. Yeah. Um, you know, it's yeah. But okay. but you know, I'm not. I, I'm doing my best over here, right? You know, it's right. it's almost more of like an artisan product where it's it's a super highly you know it's the most technologically advanced gold product ever that's ever been made you know this is this is as high end as it gets um in terms of technology for for a bullion product it's not foil right and you know i don't think we're that far away from being able to mass produce at a much higher scale and when we do you know that's when you want to be the guy that owns the the 2022 you know, New Hampshire goldbacks, you know, like you want to have, you know, you want to get them early because I think there's going to be a lot of numismatic appreciation of a lot of these things. Um, you know, that's when you're going to want to, you know, have already owned, you know, your silverback or, or whatever. We did like a silverback collectible series that's coming out in the graded form here in a few days. Well, yeah, but I we got graded that. ones. We got graded ones coming out in a few days. I, oh, that's awesome. I, I really feel like the gold back, whether it's done by our company or, or by central banks, eventually, I think it'll be central banks. Eventually. I truly believe that the technology behind the gold back will be the future of currency in 10 or 20 years, if not sooner. Wow. You know, it's, it's really, it's really going to be that, you know, we're, we're early days, we're pioneering it and central banks, all they have is gold. What are they going right. to do with their stupid one kilo bars? You know, right. they, their job is to make a money that people will use. If nobody wants their central bank digital currencies because people don't trust them, the central bank has to do something that people will use. You know, I think we're going to see this technology coming out and get way more adopted. And we're already seeing central banks that are interested in it. You know, it's already happening. This isn't like some theoretical future scenario. This is this is how it's going. So it's it's still early days. So that's what I think is going to happen with gold. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's uh, that, that's that's a very that's a very optimistic outlook on it. And that, that that's a really good outlook. Uh, and actually, I would hope that you'd be right, because, you know, there's so much conversation about uh, central bank digital currency and as it applies to the U.S. dollar. And there's. There's a lot of concern out there, and I think absolutely rightly so. It's something that uh, is, is a serious concern of mine concerning the, the actions of the Fed, the amount of debt that we're in uh, as a nation, and the fact that our fiat currency is, is unsound. And while the, the dollar is – the petrodollar is – somewhat stable, even though we're, we are in a period of inflation. And I think that that is not going to change 
um, in, in the near future. That is certainly not going to change. And a lot of people on Main Street are feeling that those effects right now. And I think that some of the people that are going to get hit the hardest are the upper middle class. Um, they, they are going to get hit very, very hard by inflation and i think within within the next year but in terms of uh financial policy and this move towards a a digital dollar the central bank digital currency or cbdc that is uh very uh very much in in the parlance of, of economists everywhere out there now this i believe is going to signal um, in in many ways, the death of of all privacy as it comes to individual transactions, the, the panopticon uh, is is certainly going to be there. And you know we're already seeing that the moves of the IRS to um, you know monitor all transactions over six hundred dollars. They 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 have to be reported. You know the eighty seven thousand IRS agents that. Uh, the left can say whatever they want, you know, about how oh they're they're gonna go after the billionaires. They're not going after the billionaires. I mean, you, you're a sucker if you believe that. Uh, they're they're not going. They're going after you and I. They're going after the folks who who are at the main street level, and they're doing that as a means of social control. And uh, your opinions on that, as a libertarian, as a prepper, as, as a guy who's putting out the, this this incredible product. Um, your thoughts on the digitalization of the dollar and, and the getting the, the early signals that the Fed are making uh, about getting away from the dollar. You know, we see the, the coin shortages, which is simply the fact that mm-hmm. um, the, the change itself, the metal that goes into the change is more expensive than the monetary value. So they're just not turning it out. In, in those numbers, that's kind of my theory of what's going on behind it. Um, what's your thoughts about that in between time from from the time? And I hope that you're correct in that that you know we we, we go to a gold based economy that we're moving towards that. But what's going to occur? What's what's your opinion on CBDC and and these moves that the Fed has made here in the present? Yeah, that was a that was a great question. You know, I don't know. I I think that they know that they need to do something else. Central banks are extremely slow to do anything new. They're more risk averse than, you know, you would ever think as far as that goes. Um you know, something that that kills me, and I, I've mentioned this a couple times, is that kind of in the libertarian space, there's a lot of fear and a lot of talk about the central bank digital currencies and the war on cash. I hear a lot of fear about the war on cash, and I, you know, I had talked to, you know, one of my buddies about it, who's a, he was one, he's the the chairman for the Libertarian Party, and salt lake city he says yeah you know they're gonna get rid of cash and it's gonna be horrible and i I challenged him on it i said well i thought that you said that cash is horrible because they're just federal reserve notes it's like you're in a bad relationship man i mean it's like which one is it you know is cash a federal reserve note that 
is ridiculous to use to begin with, or is it a tragedy that we're losing it? Like, no, it's that we're going from the frying pan into the fire. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, you're, you're going from a, a bad right. situation to a worse one. And to that, I'd say, you know, rather than, you know, focusing on the looming central bank digital currency that we don't really know the specifics of or the timelines of, you know, here we have something that we can do about it. You know, forget cash. Let's make a better cash. Let's make a cash that's not inflation. Uh, it's not an inflationary object attached to a central bank that you claim you don't like. You know how you can avoid using cash? You can use goldbacks. Nobody knows about those transactions. Let's make a right. better cash. <laughs> right. You know, and, and that that's the beauty of it. You know, the 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 answer to the question of of privacy in transactions, because that's that's a foundational freedom is that privacy and, and the fact that, no, I, I don't have to tell Big Brother, you know, about my day to day transactions and what I'm doing. And, you know, they use that catch all term terrorism behind everything without giving a definition of exactly what that is. You know, and, and uh, just as we talked about earlier with the Liberty Dollar, they, they said it was, uh, domestic terrorism. Um, you know, who who did he terrorize? Uh, who, who did von Nothaus terrorize? It, you know, he, he was just competition, uh, plain and simple. You know, that that's but you're exactly right. And that prompts my next question is and, and it kind of goes back to what we were talking about with uh precious metals in in um you know the the coin form or raw bullion um you know you, you brought up earlier about uh having junk silver that you know uh, pre-64 quarters and and whatnot and people say well you know I, I could confuse that with with other coins um you know that, that don't have the same amount of value and and that's certainly a valid complaint and one well, that i've well, had let's, that, say, that's let's say that wasn't true because let's say that wasn't true i mean let's say that you know people did like junk silver and they all had different designs and you know you're looking you're looking 70 years into the past for a solution for today. Right. I mean, if we if we got a posse together of 10,000 patriots and we marched to Washington and we kicked down the doors of the Fed, or or better yet, let's say that Biden said, hey, Ron Paul, you're in charge of the Fed now. And he invited 10,000 <laughs> patriots and we, we went and we kicked the door down yeah. to the Fed. There isn't some lever inside the building to go back to the gold standard. Right. And this is where I feel like libertarians have been stuck at a dead end on this issue since the 70s, because there's an economic reality that we don't want to talk about. And that's right. the gold standard in the best form that we've ever had. It was 100 copper pennies is a silver dollar and 20 silver dollars is one gold piece. And the government is going to force peg three industrial metals together at this fixed ratio forever under penalty of death. Where did I get off track? Yeah. Oh, by the way, all our copper is used in industry now. So I hope you don't, I hope you're not too attached to your copper wiring because we need to put that in pennies now. And by the way, 80% uh, of silver that's used in industry, we really need all of it for money now. So no more solar panels, no more medical equipment. You know, you can't have that in your phone anymore. I mean, 
we have to wear it out in our hands and in our pockets so we can have sound money. Right. But right. only 10% of gold is used in industry. So, you know, as a, as a species, humanity, we, we've outgrown the shell of the tri-metal copper, silver, gold system. And that's not to say we're in something better. I, I think there's lots of problems with the fiat system, but you can't fit back in the old shell. You can't do it. You can't, you can't go back. And that's why not a single sound money initiative about going back to the gold standard has ever been, it's considered wishful, nostalgic thinking, not a serious proposal outside of kind of the tight libertarian circles. No, that, that's true. That you're, you're, hundred percent uh i'm hundred percent in agreement with that well it, it sucks though i mean it sucks because what do you do and right. i think that's the reason why the gold back is such a big deal because for the oh, first time in 2600 years since coins were made you can use gold itself in a weighed and measured form for your small purchase you can right. use it for your cup of coffee you can use it to buy a bagel you can use it to buy a dozen eggs right Heck, but you and, might need two gold backs to buy a dozen eggs nowadays. I mean, but you know, I mean, but but you it, get what it, I'm saying. You can exactly. use gold for the whole thing. And what the point that I was making regarding junk silver and silver bullion and gold bullion as well, uh, that we found that, you know, I brought up that the the Chinese, the Russians, many governments of the world have been buying up precious metals in record amounts. That with that being said, there's a lot of counterfeiting that's going on. And, you know, when you're talking about using a precious metal for a day-to-day -day transaction, whatever it is, whether it's uh, silver or gold, you know, for the, the average guy on the street, you know, and, and this is something that, that a lot of people that uh, stack silver, this is a consideration that they make. Um, how do you test that? You know, if it, if if a silver round, for example, says 0.999 uh, purity in in the ounce, right? How do you test that? And there there are a, way, a number of ways that people test it, but still, the question is there with the counterfeiting. Uh, that that question is always going to be in the back of the minds. And I think that one of the genius things that that your company has been able to do is you're circumventing the threat of counterfeiting as well, because just as you pointed out. In making one gold back, it is actually very expensive to do so. The, the manufacturing process is very expensive. And, um, you know, it, it, it doesn't really seem like the counterfeiting threat is there, at, at least at this time at all. So with just a few minutes left on the clock, what protections does your company have in guaranteeing the authenticity of your gold versus any others okay so for starters just really quick every single gold back that's produced is uh, every batch of gold backs is authenticated by a third party so you know we don't have to trust our manufacturing company and this is the same assay company that does assays for like mines and you know it's not like it's not like some guy in his garage or somebody's friend this is like you know this is the highest level, right? Now, as far as a counterfeit gold back goes, you're right. If you're a Chinese counterfeiter and you want to counterfeit something, you can get a $30,000 press and get blanks with tungsten in them, and you can start making fake gold eagles tomorrow. 
for a $30,000 starting cost. And by the way, every time you sell one, you're making 1800 bucks per unit. If you wanted to counterfeit a gold back, you're looking at $3 million worth of equipment at a minimum. It took them 20 years to figure this out in terms of, you know, getting it down. Now, even if you had that and you had all that going on, you've got, then you got to have, you got to deal with about six different government level anti-counterfeiting features on a gold back. And you have to deal with the fact that the gold back's negative image itself on the back of the gold back is an anti-counterfeiting feature. You can read a serial number through the gold back. Every single gold back that's made is unique. So, you know, we're going to be doing more things to thwart counterfeiters. I feel like right now we're maybe 10 to 20 years ahead of any counterfeiting attempts that are serious on the gold back. My goal is to make the gold back ever more resilient and difficult to counterfeit. And again, unlike coins, which is a technology that's been out for 2,600 years, we've got, we've got a, a lead time on counterfeiters this time. I think we're going to be in really good shape and you know it's going to look like coming out with future that could look like coming out with future devices or maybe even an app on your smartphone that can authenticate gold backs and their weight and purity and you know you kick a counterfeiter's butt that hard you know maybe maybe they'll just stick to coins you know so right we'll see. <laughs> right it's nothing to worry about yet and that's and that's the other thing not only i feel like we 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 knocked out such a big problem with getting gold small enough to spend that that's been, it's called the small coin problem. It has a name and that's been the, you know, the 2,600 year old problem that it kind of eclipses just how big of the other problem we solved, which is the counterfeiting problem, which is nearly as big, you know, not if the gold back didn't do anything special, if we couldn't go down below a 20th of an ounce, if the 50 denomination was the only denomination of gold backs, it would still be a phenomenal product for no other reason than it's never been counterfeited and probably never will be. Yeah, and that is awesome. That is awesome. And, and I think all of those factors is what makes this such a genius product and one that, you know, I support 100%. Um, you know, I buy gold backs every month uh along with you know my other bullion purchases but i'm buying them for a specific use and, and that is uh as fractional amounts of gold for those day-to-day -day transactions for small transactions you know just as as you've pointed out jeremy it has been an absolute honor to have you on this podcast to talk about your awesome company, what you guys are putting out. I think that it is, it is absolutely incredible, brother. Thank you for being on. I appreciate you having me. Thank you. God bless, man. And God bless everybody out there. Goldbacks. Goldback.com. There's a bunch of places where you can pick these up. Um, but, you know, it, it's, it, we have to return to sound money. We have to return to that. And I think that this product is one of the ways that we can do that. And one of the ways that we can preserve our individual liberties. With that said, folks, God bless everybody out there. Thank you for listening. And I will be back with you very, very soon. This is NC Scout out.